Hello, everyone. You're listening to Turning the Page Podcast with Jer and Jell. We will be sharing stories from our life experiences in hopes of providing you with entertainment, encouragement, inspiration, and invoking thoughts on topics we all think about with transparency and rawness. So turn your volume up and let's get started. Welcome to Turning the Page, episode eight, where we will discuss more topics on dating. Right? Yes. That's what we're doing today. Yes. You are topic ready. I see those notes over there. I didn't really take notes this time. I'm kind of <laughs> winging it today because I've been under the weather. Yeah. Someone got me sick. Yeah, yeah, you. Don't don't turn away. So I'm a little stuffy, but I'm sure I can still be loud. And spunky. Yeah. And energetic I'll, as always. I will do my best. You are my hubby it, was so nice and made me my medicinal tea. Thank you. I need it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I took it to her and she's like, I need my, I don't even know what it's called. I have no <laughs> my clue. Tinctures. I'm like, I know what you like in it. I know what you need. I got it. I got it. She's like, no, but I need my, my tincture. I tincture, did not tincture. say it like that. <laughs> wow. Well, I thought you might've forgotten, but no, he didn't forget. No, I know you. I put your honey in there. <laughs> I put that chamomile lavender tea that you like. That's it. <laughs> But Anything with lavender is that's just nasty. good. <laughs> lavender is for the fields. And to eat and to drink. No, not to eat. No. <laughs> well, no. um, I thought it would be kind of cool to kick off the show with some dating terms that we might be familiar with, but we also might not be. When we were looking these up, I actually didn't know at least half of them. Probably... More than half, huh? I was like, what is this? Yeah, the terms people have now these days, or the generation has these days, I'm like, what? So let's start with a term that we probably all know. Ghosting. Mm. We've all Mm. experienced some ghosts out there, huh? Mm -hmm. So ghosting is when someone stops communicating with you out of the blue without giving you an explanation. Yep. They just vanish. Right? Yeah. Have you ever experienced ghosting? Yes. Oh, yeah? I have. And? I was I was looking forward to a date and it never happened. They ghosted you before the date? Yeah. So you guys so made I plans. <clears throat> talked to this girl. Uh-huh. Met her and we talked for probably a good 20 minutes. And I was like, hmm, I like this In person? Like, yeah. Yes. Okay. And then she mentioned something like, oh, well, you have to take me out to seafood dinner or something like that. And I'm like, um, maybe you could take me to go have some <laughs> A seafood oysters. dinner, okay. <laughs> and anyways, um, kept texting and like the through text and talk. Huh. And then like every time I'd bring it up and be like, hey, uh, you ready for that seafood dinner? Are you ready to go and have dinner or hang out? And. And she's like, oh, I can't tonight, and uh, let's try next time, or next week or something. So I tried, like, next week, and yeah, it went for a while, and I was like, 
Maybe she's busy. <laughs> no. <laughs> that no. was not the case. She just stopped responding to you. Even, well, eventually, yeah. I think either one of us stopped. I, so I, how long did it take you before you stopped trying to reach out? It was probably a while. Probably like two months. You tried to reach out to her Not for like two every day. Months? So we would still stay in touch with each other through Instagram. Okay. So like... You'd someone she'd post something and uh-huh. I'm like, Oh, that's cute, you know. Go and comment. <laughs> oh, there's and a term for that. Like that. That's, well, you're gonna <laughs> teach me that here in a minute. And then every would now and then, like two weeks would pass by or a week would huh. pass by, and then I'd send a message and say, Hey, you wanna have dinner? And yeah. Interesting. Never happened. I don't I don't, know, I don't understand I don't that? understand why people ghost because why can't you just be like Sorry, I'm not interested. Or don't you yeah, don't even have to apologize. Just yeah. like I'm not interested at this time. Mm-hmm. My priorities have changed. I mean, you don't even have to say anything about oh, I just didn't like you. I mean, come on, let's let's be a little bit nice. Yeah. But just be like something came up. I'm no longer looking for something yeah. serious or for anything at all. Whatever. I I have been ghosted once. Yeah, but this was after a date. So I met this guy on Tinder in my early 20s after my divorce. And and I don't know, we, we went to go eat at Outback, right? That's the guy. <laughs> and I thought it went okay, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? I know I told you the story, but I failed to tell you. So so we, it went well. Conversation I thought was good. He was a very attractive guy. I actually thought that he was too attractive for me. I know, I know. Don't ever think that you're not good enough. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, But he didn't even order anything to eat. Hmm. Nope. He ordered a drink and he said he wasn't hungry, but we had plans to have dinner at Outback. I was like, what? And of course, I'm going to eat because I didn't eat since like hours ago (laughs) because I knew we were going to be eating. So Uh. I... I was like, okay, well, I'm hungry. He's like, oh, no, please order anything. So I ordered like the barbecue Barbie chicken or something with two sides. And I felt weird, first off, eating by myself. You, you just, when you're on a date, don't make your date eat alone. The whole purpose is to go together. Yeah, no. It was a little awkward because of that. But he was asking me questions like about my history and why I got divorced and stuff like that. And I'm an honest person. I'm not going to, you know, lie or sugarcoat anything. So I, knowing me, I don't remember what I told him because it's been, a, you know, a lot yeah. of years. But knowing me, I was probably really honest. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like, well, we divorced because I cheated on my husband. And, you know, we went to counseling and it just didn't work out. And I even told him the history about him cheating in our dating years and it just how it just all started wrong. And, oh, my gosh, no. I don't know. Maybe that was a turnoff. I mean, some guys can't handle that. Some guys yeah, think there are, there are that, some guys that if you cheated once, you're going to continue to cheat on all your future partners. And I don't really necessarily believe that. I mean, if you cheat once, okay. But you have the power to not do it again. You, if you learn you from can, it. And, yeah. and I learned, right? So I chose not to do it again. Yeah. But not everyone has that mentality. So after our date... We kind of talked here and there, like on Snapchat, you know, and and he just didn't reach out again. 
He just kind of didn't text me, didn't call me. So I don't know what it was. But then months later, I want to say like, I don't know, six to 12 months later, somewhere mm-hmm. around that time frame, because I had removed him from Snapchat, he adds me back. I'm like, why? I must be still on his contacts on his phone or something. And I just, he never reached out. He just added, yeah. I just saw, you know, how Snapchat notifies you. Oh, yeah. you got this, added by. It's so phone. weird. Yeah. yeah. So ghosting. It's just, just say something and let it go. Yeah. Right? It's the adult yeah. thing to do. You know, don't lead people on. Don't leave them hanging. I mean, so, it was probably the best <clears throat> thing that ever happened to me still, but. Well, <laughs> duh, because we're here today. Hello. <laughs> uh, uh, and the best thing that happened to you, too. Yes. But, so no. our second term, breadcrumbing. Mm, is that what that was? No. No? No. But breadcrumbing is leading someone on. More specifically, it's being in just enough contact and dropping just enough information to make it seem like there's interest there when most likely there's not. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. No. I was breadcrumbed. Well, like a duck. It's <laughs> like it's like <laughs> putting you in a pocket just in case for later, you know? Yeah. Or let me just save this. I might put it in my cart and I might buy it later. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what I get from breadcrumbing yeah. is I'm just going to give them enough so that I can still keep them stringing along and yeah, no. Don't do that. Like give your intentions right off the bat. If you're not interested, then say you're not interested. Yeah. I think that all comes down to what we talked about last last week, too. Potential versus purpose. <clears throat> yeah. Someone with purpose, someone that has purpose in their life isn't going to be doing that to people. Someone no. that has found their purpose and is yeah. walking in their purpose and knows who they are and walks yes. in that confidence and knows, you know, what they want, they're not going to be playing games. No. Nope, yeah. they are not. So stop playing games. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been breadcrumbed. I guess you have, as you mentioned. I think yeah, that. I think that was kind of breadcrumb. I can't um, really think of uh, an instance where that happened to me, or that I was doing the breadcrumbing because I wouldn't do that. That's weird. Anyways, next term, cuffing, cuffing is also known as cuffing season. This is the idea that, that you're sounds sexy. Well. stop it it. (laughs) (laughs) this is the idea that you're being handcuffed or tied down to one another right Mm -hmm. but it refers to when people settle down in serious relationships during the colder months of the year you know Mm. the holiday season when they would normally not be interested in a committed longer-term relationship have you noticed that Mm. a lot of couples tend to form before the holiday season yeah I wonder, I wonder if why. that's just because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to go times... home alone. They, they want to yeah. have somebody to cuddle with because it's cold. Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, there's a term for it. It's called cuffing. <laughs> hey, do you want to be my cuffing partner for this season? I bet you people don't really ask Three, that. four but... months. And then that's over. Right? November, December, I, January. I've never done that either. I've February, never. like free. Yeah. <laughs> I've never just been in a relationship just for the winter, just because I don't mm. want to be alone during those months. It's weird. Yeah. Well, since there is a cuffing season, guess what? 
There's also a freckling season. <laughs> freckling is basically describes a summer fling, right? It's when you are in a serious committed relationship during the warmer months mm, of the year. Summer. summer fling, baby. Freckling. I think everyone has had at least one summer fling, at yeah. least in their younger years, right? Mm. Have you? For summer, yes. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Huh. And then school starts up again, and then you're done? I think it would, like, I think it would, might must have been mutual, right? Because, hmm. like, it just, like, oh. connection just ended. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, hey, let's break up or let's not see each other anymore. It's just, like, during during that time, things, like, towards the end of, what, July, August, like, things just started, yeah. like, separating and neither of us were like hey i feel like you're separating like you haven't talked to me in a long time (laughs) wow i don't know um i don't think i've ever had like a summer fling i would say i don't know i can't think of one hmm that's just no (laughs) not that i'm aware (laughs) This ain't no Grease movie. Right? (laughs) Summer loving, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Groundhogging. What do you think that is? Mm. Give me your best explanation. Think about what that is. Because the groundhog, like, I think the groundhog is. We kind of talked about this in the last episode. Did we? Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. We didn't have the term. We didn't know there was a term for it. Groundhogging. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't think of it. Groundhogging explains the act of going after or dating the same type of person mm. over and over uh, we yeah. talked about that no thank you don't be groundhogging try something new right yeah so that's what groundhogging is and you know you know yeah. i've dated the same type of person over and over for years until mm. god had said try something new remember in the last episode or maybe it was the was it the last one? Yeah, I think I had yeah, mentioned you said, it. Yeah, well, the like the last two. I probably mentioned it. In the I think last you've mentioned two. it a couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Have you ever done that? Groundhogged. Like found the same person over and over. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, but I guess in some ways, as far as commitment, on the last two, main like. L- relationships uh-huh i guess you could say maybe the last that was, two yeah. being the same type of woman yeah we're i don't know i don't know how to say it <clears throat> are you sure i don't i'm trying to think <laughs> of that. it, it like, was just or you don't want it wasn't it. wise it wasn't okay. a wise decision and i i never as you had mentioned last time too a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to heal Mm-mm. And we just jump from one relationship yeah. into another. But the funny thing is, like, after my second marriage, like, that lasted five years. Mm-hmm. But going into that marriage, I jumped in quick. I knew that she wasn't over her her ex-husband. Like, she had that connection, kept dragging him mm-hmm. back in, dragging him back into her, our lives, I should say. Mm-hmm. Not just her life, because I was part yeah. of that life. But then finally, like, that relationship ended. And then after that, I, like, took time. I, I actually got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't know who I yeah, am. Yeah, you took, and like, I three years. To, yeah, I was and close, you, close to three years. And it you wasn't still exactly. got into a relationship with someone the same? Because 
I was, so our church group, you know our church, you know the people that were around. Mm -hmm. I thought that I knew this person. I thought other people knew this person because a lot of people spoke highly of her and were like, Uh oh, she's great. Her family's great. And her family is great. Mm -hmm. But there were people around us that knew, I guess, her habits and traits Mm -hmm. that I never saw. Well, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes yeah. and we all grow. Yeah, she might have not been there yet. No, well, apparently she used to like date people for a short amount of time. They'd propose and she'd dump them. Date someone like J Lo. Yeah. Well, J Lo. Well, probably worse than that. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, J Lo. After after I found it after there's like she had been engaged like seven or eight times like oh. within a short amount of time wow yeah so well j-lo actually hasn't been married that often i think only twice yeah. so she's just been engaged a lot yeah. i googled it i think one time hmm. anyways well let's not go groundhogging anymore no, you're done i'm done i'm Good. done <laughs> i am done so the next one is haunting mm. I think this is with the one I think that you did with that first girl. Yeah. That ghosted you. <clears throat> Haunting haunted. is the act of keeping tabs on your ex via social media. Maybe you no longer interact with each other in real life, but you still view all of their stories or posts, maybe even leave a comment from time to time. Basically, social media mm. stalking is called haunting. Hmm. Were you being a social media stalker? No. No, because I was being, I feel I was being breadcrumbed. Okay. Because it was always that feeling of like, hey, yeah, we're going to hang out. into ghosting. Yeah, because if you say, hey, you know, and you connection and like, and it wasn't just always me reaching out. Yeah. Sometimes she'd be like, hey, I like your video today, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden it's like, we should go do something later. We should do something. I'm like, okay, let's go. Oh, well, I can't tonight. <laughs> wow. So, okay. yeah, it was weird. Well, I we, still don't understand it. I don't know. I don't need to, but no, you it don't. It's good because you're gravy, baby. Gravy. <laughs> we have kitten fishing. Do you know that used to be one of my nicknames? Kitten fishing. <laughs> oh, I thought you said king fishing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, where do you go kitten fishing? Okay, why? Never mind. Hold let's, on. No, let's no, delete we'll, that part. Er, Not reverse, kitten. That's no kitten up. fishing. Hold on. Now I need to know why your nickname used to be king fishing. I don't know. It's one. So one of our family friends. Well, you know Vanessa. Uh huh. Her grandfather was our pastor. His yeah. wife. Um, all their their kids were part of the church that we went to and stuff. He used to call me Jeremiah Kingfish. I don't know where that <laughs> to this day I still don't know where Is that, that comes from. from. A song? No, I don't not that I know of. I mean I know like Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Bullfrog. That, don't bring that up. That was <laughs> elementary school. That still I know about annoys that. me today. I know about that nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. That's okay, a, that's okay. another episode. So you don't know <clears throat> why he called you. King I don't know fish. where that comes from, but like, um, did you ever ask Ro- Roman, the the guy that we reached out to that yeah. helped us with finding some of this stuff? Uh-huh. His his mom or his dad uh, calls me Kingfish still. Huh. Like sees me, he's like Kingfish. <laughs> okay, I think you. F- I feel like you need to reach out and just ask, like, where did that name come from? Jeremiah Kingfish. How do you not know? 
I don't know. Wow. Not okay. kitten fish. Well, okay, I learned something new that. about my husband pass today. That. Yeah. Okay, so kitten fishing. Kitten fishing is the baby version of catfishing, basically. So it is when you use photos from two years ago instead of more recent pics. You're using old photos on your social media accounts or like your dating accounts that make you look younger. Hmm. Kitten, because catfish is, you know, it's the opposite of cat. Oh, so like like where I'm at today, if I was pulling photos from like 10 years ago. Yes, like, oh, okay. you would be you would be kitten fishing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I look completely different. It's common in dating apps. Like they don't use recent photos. Um, so it, it says here, it's something to watch out for because if they're doing that, then they, it could be a sign of them being an habitual liar. Mm, that's a good if they're sign. Lying, if they're lying about what they look like today. What else would they lie about? Well, with all the filters today, come on, really? <sighs> that's true. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. true. There's so <clears throat> many filters. I think I try 60, not to use 70% them. of the photos out there of women are probably filtered somehow i like the more natural I can tell. the natural I can tell filters are. those are the yeah. ones i i really like so mm-hmm. so then we have love bombing it's a term used meaning that your partner is over the top with displays of affection admiration and attention in attempt to sweep you off of your feet in order to manipulate you later on <laughs> so once the love bomber has secured your affection then they will start to withdraw affection and become abusive which can really be confusing mm, that's not good yeah keep and your it's eyes a, open it's a dangerous form of emotional abuse and something to look for yeah so if you have a guy that's always showering you with gifts or, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's always the case, right? Yeah. I think some are really genuine. They really want to shower you with all this. Yeah. You know, that's their love language. They You're want to give giver. you all these gifts. You like doing that. I do. I've, you've never love bombed me. Well, I mean, if I had a million dollars, Not that I probably love would. Bomb. If I had the money, I probably would get you your $4,000 guitar <laughs> and like. Stop. I don't know. <clears throat> trip to Greece. Mm. They have beaches Ooh, imagine there. He's always talking about wanting to salad on wanting to be beach on a beach. Of Greece. Oh, baby, Capri- you would have to make it though. Babe, Caprice- I wouldn't like that. Okay, first of all, caprese salad is Italian. I don't care. I would eat it in Not Greece. Greek. I would eat it so hard. <laughs> I would like put that thing down. Oh my gosh. So yeah. um yeah, love bombing. And yep. uh, let's talk about, let me see, let me see. Love bombing. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask a question when you said that about love bombing. So oh, yeah? for someone that's doing that, how? what time do you think you could tell someone's true motives? Because a lot of times we'll see people and they any anyone could pretend to be whoever they want to be, right? Right. But how long does it take for that to kind of start exposing like only people can only do that for so long, and and then it Gosh, it comes know, out unless they're like super, super patient or talented. Honestly, I would say six months, in my opinion. That's what I. What that's what Half comes a year. to mind in me on on my yeah in my thoughts as well because. But. Like two months is too soon. Three months is too soon. You're still kind of showing the good face and you probably aren't even comfortable enough to fart in front of them yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a 
thing. Okay, let me tell you something. How did that come into the whole picture? <laughs> we went from talking about being fake to farting. Don't, Don't be fake, just fart. <laughs> because you we were talking about time frame. And like at three months, you're still trying to be this perfect person. And oh, I farted way before three months. I know. <laughs> I know, but a lot of people like they just they just can't do do that. And let me tell you, you can tell when a person's really comfortable around you when they pass gas in front of you. Okay, you can. I'm just saying. Anyway, so six months. I was thinking six months because six months is enough to go through a few holidays. It's enough to see them in different social events. Yeah, you should be able to see someone's. True colors by that because there's yeah. going to be certain things that happen. There's going to definitely you're going to have opportunities to get irritated or mad or angry and right that doesn't stay stay down for long. So uh huh. Oh hey, remember I mentioned putting you in a pocket? Well, there's a term called pocketing. Well, it's known as stashing. Describes mm-hmm. a situation where your partner fails to introduce you to friends, family, mm. and other important people in their life, even though you've been dating for a while. Huh. They're basically keeping you a secret. Mm. While not all pocketers have a malicious intent, it's definitely a conversation worth starting with your significant other. I mean, why would, if you're dating someone, why would you not introduce them to your friends and your family? You know what What's makes the me think of that? So let's go back <laughs> to 19... 19- 98. Oh, my gosh. Did you not introduce someone to your friends and family? No, I didn't. But, okay, so I... In, I'm learning I, something I'm, new again. Okay? I'm from I'm a listening. small town. Uh-huh. I came from a city that everybody knew everybody. Yeah. Right? So I dated a girl in that small town. Well, I didn't have to introduce her because in everyone always knew her. In 1998. Ooh, if they're listening, they're going to know. Okay, go ahead. Well, it was maybe 1996. I'm just, I'm just joking. Somewhere around Go there, ahead. But, <laughs> but um, uh, everyone, like all our circles, and then my parents, they had a business. Everyone knew my parents. Everyone uh-huh. knew a business. Everyone knew her mom because her mom worked at the courthouse. Everyone like knew everyone. So I never had to introduce her. I never had to go around, hi, this is my girlfriend, or hi, this is, you know. So uh-huh. when that relationship <laughs> end, ended, I know you're wondering, where the heck is this going? <laughs> but when that relationship ended and then I got into another relationship and had been dating for uh-huh. a month or two months or whatever, here in Albuquerque, I didn't know, not everybody knew me, but I was still in that habit of... Of not introducing. Not introducing. I never okay, had to do it I before. I see where you're going with I this. never had to do it before. So when I would see people that I knew and friends, hey, what's going on? How are you? Oh my gosh, Jill, it's so good to see you. Awesome, that's great. You know, and she's oh, standing no, no, right she's next standing to right you. Standing right next to me, and you're not introducing. No, her? I did. It never even crossed my mind. Did she call you out on it? Yeah, she was all hurt after one day. <laughs> so we're like, got back in the car and we getting ready to leave, and like the whole attitude is different. Like you know how when. The air just gets sucked out of everything. You know someone's mad. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what's wrong? Nothing. Fine. Well, we all know when a woman says she's fine, she ain't fine. No. <laughs> yeah. And I never heard the end of it. Unless every time, you're me. Every I will time never I tell forget. you I'm fine. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. Thank God. 
Because that would annoy me. I hate that. I used to be just like, be truthful. I'm fine. Just tell me what's wrong. But no. I don't, no, yeah, I don't exactly. read your mind. I don't exactly. know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So and then now, you know what? I took it to the extreme because you know how I am. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. So you would introduce her? Yeah, because her? every time we go somewhere, like, I'd forget to introduce to one person or something. And I'm like, really? Are you going to be that petty? And okay, you... I will make sure that I never miss the opportunity to introduce you again. Wow. Well, you're being petty right back. Yeah, okay, and how would you introduce her? It was her? awesome. You were, like, really loud and over yeah, the Yeah, like her brother and one of her friends be like, hey, guys, how are you doing? Oh, man. Hey, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> and they look at me like... What the heck is he doing? I Why bet is she it... got so annoyed. Yeah. That didn't last long. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> it was awesome. That's funny. Okay, our last term that we'll go over. No, I have two more terms. Okay, roaching. Ugh. <laughs> the word Your already makes animal. me want to vomit. Your favorite insect. insect. I do not like them. Some Ugh. people use them as pets. I know, I know. There's like a whole series on it, I think, on YouTube or something. I think I saw a TikTok once and this, all of a sudden you've seen something on this girl's shirt. They play with them. And it was moving. And I was like, what the heck is that? And they zoom in and like it Her gets closer. Roach. It was a big old freaking Madagascar roach. Yeah, no. no, no as no. a pet. No, thank you. So roaching is the uh, gross dating trend of a new partner hiding the fact that they're still sleeping around and dating other people. Mm. So it's called roaching because as it goes, when you see one cockroach, there are many more you don't see. That's true. So not only is roaching unsafe, like if you're having multiple sex partners, Mm. please let them know. I mean, you shouldn't really at all. It's not healthy. No. And it's very deceitful. Yes. And it creates really bad habits. Was that your first marriage? After my marriage? Ugh, I don't mean like calling that a marriage. No, any even... any relationship. Um, nine and a half years. And that was your first marriage. Oh yeah, that was like torture. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. You know the story. You know. I know. But... And you still don't know like all of it. I, but I know. You. I feel like for the you... longest time I would tell you, and you're like, I can't see that. How can no? That can't be. I know she can't be that bad. I, she can't be that mean. And then she finally starts talking to people who knew her and been around her. And then she's like, "Oh, okay, maybe she is that bad." Okay, now she's now she's experienced some stuff that now she knows how yes, it is. Yes, so. I do. And I didn't have to say nothing. I'm just like, I still think that you haven't completely healed. No, she, from that experience, ugh, still just makes my skin. What crawl. I mean is like. You've you've healed in the yeah. way where you've moved on, of course, but you still carry this like animosity or like anger, anger towards this person. Yeah, I don't like her. I I'm openly about that. I don't I like her. If know, I but I would be how fine healthy is that throughout my whole life? If I never have to see her again, hear her about her name, if anything ever happened, babe, I'm babe, just saying. Stop. Anyways, I'm gonna but- cut you off right there. I'm gonna paint. <laughs> I'm going to paint a picture, okay? I'm going to paint a picture. Is this with crayons, watercolors, or acrylics? Use your imagination. (laughs) What are we Listen. Spray paint? Linda, (laughs) listen. Okay. This, I understand your experience, right? It was awful. And 
Ugh. Yeah, it was really awful. Yeah, there's a lot that but This is the mother of three of your children. That's fine. That doesn't have anything to do so, with me anymore. So, hold on. No. Hold, I know, but they're your children who love her, who care yes. about her. Yes. So, if she were to and die. And I encourage uh, them to love her and respect espérate, her. Estoy hablando. <laughs> Mira, if she were to die, you wouldn't cry just a no. little bit? Babe, come Hold on. on. Ask me that again. <laughs> one more time. No. Ask one more time. Let no. Me, let's redo that. No. Oh, ask me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, what I'm trying I would not. Where, I would okay, not shed a tear is, in any hold way. Up, hold up. Where is your humanity? I will go help. Dig the hole. <laughs> Babe. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit too far. But and listen, where is your humanity? It. I okay, love people. Okay. All right. Scenario, I love people. Hold up. Hold up. Scenario number two. Jesus is right in front of you. Yes, me. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> Please deal with this woman because God knows I need you. She don't know that. She don't know she needs you. Listen. Talk to her. Jesus, talk to this woman because, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dig a grave. But Jesus doesn't want us to hold on to this anger and animosity for carry this for years and years because one is detrimental yeah. to your health. Okay. <laughs> um, thankfully it has not affected our relationship. Thank the no. Lord. And I know it would never affect no. it, but it affects it's a heart issue. It's yeah. your heart issue, which you need to work out. Nobody yeah. else can. And, and I have worked on it compared to where I was. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm calm and much. loving towards that person right now compared to where I was. <laughs> but this is a person who is so deceiving, so manipulative, so narcissistic, mm-hmm. so controlling, which you see now. Yeah. And I did I and I wouldn't even have to point that out because it's just so visible. Not towards me, not towards us, but towards my son. And you see that coming out uh-huh. and how it affects him. And that's just a portion of what she's right. done towards me. But I think the the main reason why I'm so like I, I I really don't like even when I walked away from that marriage, I never cried. I never missed her. When really? I went to file divorce papers, you didn't cry. I did not cry one bit, not one tear. The you thing didn't that, even no, like, miss your no, nuclear no. family. Do you know how long that marriage was so just life okay, sucking? Okay. Out of the nine and a half years, Ugh. how many of those were good years? Maybe two. Really? Okay. Maybe. And not even, I'm not even saying the whole full two years. Uh-huh. There was a time that we got involved in our church and things seemed to start really going good. I was leading worship. We were going to church all the time. We were, you know, we were constantly around people that were really, I guess, pouring into us, right? Mm -hmm. But then, like, after eight months or whatever, like, you could tell it was fake. Like, I, I was really trying to serve the Lord and trying to be, um, and and it didn't affect me. I shouldn't say I was trying to be because I was. I was I was committed. But then like she would be around at church one way and then I would start seeing other things around yeah. at home like 
the way she treated me, the way she mm-hmm. was with other people, the way she treated her family, the way she treated, I mean, all kinds of stuff like that. It was crazy. Two-faced. <clears throat> Bad, yeah. So I think where I hold a lot of anger is because I missed and still am missing so much of my children's lives. Like I have yeah. a daughter and I have a son, another son that's just getting ready to turn 18, but I haven't seen him since he's four. Right. So I've missed so much. Like I'm, I've, I've got a really great relationship with my oldest son, which you know, and you see that how how healthy that is. Which we're happy for. Yeah, and it's great. It's amazing to have him in my life. But and you it, it still hurts. He was eight. Yeah. And you and guys I reconnected. got in touch when he turned eighteen. I got in touch with him. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. And your daughter. Haven't seen her since she's was seven. And she's of age now. <clears throat> yeah. So you could reach out. I have. I've reached out, but when a person has control over those children and still runs their lives and yeah. puts so many threats and stuff out there, that's where like they, they just choose not to. They're like, nope, I think I'd rather. Like my son, he did. He, he was like, I don't care. I, he had I know. his own mind. It was like he I'm did. Gonna go he meet did. My dad. He definitely I'm gonna go have so a relationship. Good for well, him. he he found out for himself, right? Like right. he had been told all this stuff. He's a bad dad. He wants nothing to do with you. He's got new children. He's got a new marriage. He's got a new family. Your grandparents want nothing to do with you. Your grandmother wants understand. nothing to do with you. Your dad wants nothing to do with you. I don't which understand was never true. women who keep fathers away who want to be in their children's mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. And then the ones that don't want to be in your, your children's life, like my second yeah. ex, like he never wanted to be involved in their life. Uh-huh. But she would like put that real put, fishing reel out there and you're not being part of your kid's life. You need to come pick them up. You need to come see them. And, and, you and were, then they you would were be disappointed. available all the time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't understand that. But it was crazy. But we still have faith and we pray and we hope that one day. Your daughter and your other son would yeah. would reach out. It would be nice to yeah. reconnect for you. I I believe it'll happen. Like I didn't I didn't I never believed that I would have that relationship even like with my oldest son, mm-hmm. but it happened. Like God moved in that whole area because yeah, I reached out to him, gave him a letter. You know, he mm-hmm. gave me this big old hug, and when I got that hug from him, I was like, oh man, like this is real. This is. <clears throat> Yeah. There's a connection here. But as soon as his mom found out, like, she tried to sabotage that so quick. So I didn't hear from him probably for three months. Uh-huh. And then he called me out of the blue one day. And from that point on, from that day forward, like, we've never gone without talking to each other, seeing each other, or having some type of communication. Even when yeah. she had found out about it, like, he was still in touch with me. And... You guys We've talk just gotten almost strong. every day, huh? Almost. Now that he's married, it's not yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, we used to talk every that day. But happens. now he's got he's got a he's wife, got he's got a, a job, and he's got yeah. a lot of responsibilities. So it's good for him. Yeah. yeah. We're very proud of you, Christian. Yes. If you're watching. <laughs> you go boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this nine and a half marriage, a lot of stuff went down. You haven't talked to her in probably forever. Mm -mm. Years, right? Probably 
years. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> this is a person who you're probably never going to hear an apology from. Like, oh, I'm sorry for making you go to jail all those years and making you a gangster. Inside joke. He thinks he's a gangster because he was in jail for, what, nine days? Uh, Closer to like 12 days. <laughs> but for something... I've got the tattoo to prove it. Wink, whatever. <laughs> but but you were... I you ran know. that whole pod. <laughs> Shut up. You wish. Can you picture him as a gangster? I mean, come on. Come on. No. Can. No. No, I hide it good. But, I mean, she did these things like making you go to jail for something you didn't do, you know, lying. She used a system against me that a was lot very of, wise a lot and very of smart. To, a lot to get of it. things that you will yeah. never get an apology for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you move on for that? from that? And have you even moved on? I have from that part, yes. In the beginning, I was like, I, I, ooh, I was. <laughs> but how do you move on? From a relationship because without an apology. I, I came to the understanding that forgiveness wasn't for her. Yeah. Forgiveness is, was never going to be for that person. True. And in the beginning, oh, believe me, I wanted it. I wanted her to say, I'm sorry, I should have never did this, I should have never did that. But then it came to the point where, like, manipulation and all this stuff. I had eight criminal cases against me. <laughs> I could have been in prison for, like, You're 30 years. I'm telling you, girl. <laughs> Shoot. I don't know what my gang, my uh, prison name would be, but anyways. Um, how about, <laughs> how about Bullfrog? Uh, or That's not even funny. There's or no. Kingfish. No- <laughs> Mr. Kingfish. The gangster. Uh, anyways. <laughs> you should have never told me that. It, it came to a point to where I don't remember where it came from. If someone told me or someone had mentioned it to me uh-huh. or I heard it somewhere, but they said that holding a grudge against someone or not, not giving forgiveness is like drinking a poison and expecting it to affect that person. There is some some term like that. There's there's some saying that goes like that. But basically forgiveness was for me, like yeah. to release from myself. And you have forgiven. And it wasn't her? it wasn't yeah, I I, I have. But I you're really still have. angry. I am because <laughs> that type of person, like I can't stand I think, I think... a person who is deceiving manipulative even even when i run into someone like that now and i've i've had some people like that that i've crossed paths with like i'm like i can spot it like quick now i see it like so fast i think what it is i mean yes you've forgiven her but i think you're more angry about the fact that you were robbed of your children of seeing your children grow up like because she did that even now like there's being with you and seeing how you get to experience things with Carter. Like he's 14 and like he gets in these little moods and there's certain things that he deals with or, you know, he, something happens and, um, with a girl that he's talking to or something happens with friends or something happens with certain, whatever it could be, you know, him wanting to drive, you know, I know like the, the day that we had, (laughs) you, you suck. (laughs) 
Why, why do I suck? Are because you you're, you're bringing up some emotions that are <laughs> really, really... You're going to make me I cry. I haven't talked to you on, on this stuff, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let it out, baby. Wow. This is raw S- and genuine. Let's go. <sighs> what day? So we were at church. Uh-huh. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Give me one of your tissues. I I I hadn't like thought about this, but it it's something that it's meant it meant so much. And I remember having that experience, and it brought back every thought of like, man, I didn't get to experience this with my children. Mm-hmm. And it does hurt. But we had got out of church. It was snowing. We were in my vehicle. And Carter was only, I don't know, 13, I think, at that time. And um, it was snowing outside. And I remember we were walking through, and the parking lot was almost empty. And I told him, hey, Carter, you want to do donuts oh, in the in the parking lot? That day, uh-huh. And, um, I mean, you were like, no, you're, gonna, you're not going to do donuts. You're going to wreck the car. This, like everything that a mom thinks of, like, he's going to die and we're going to die with him. And I think I still have a video from this. We but, do have a video. And yeah. I even posted it on my mother's on TikTok. And, and oh, got my taken gosh. Down. The joy that that brought to my heart just for having that short amount of time. Mm-hmm reminded me of what i missed of not being able to have those experiences with my own kids yeah baby you've never shared that no but i didn't think about it i I guess i never i never really thought of it in that way but it does it hurts and that's what makes me angry Mm -hmm. that's what makes me angry because there's times that carter has questions and I feel like I have no clue what I'm talking towards or what, how to even talk to it. Because and sometimes I feel like I'm just pulling it out of somewhere <laughs> going, hey, you hey son, you know what? <laughs> this is how we do it, you know? You haven't had that experience No, with your I children. missed all of my children's teen years. They're coming in from being a 7-year-old to an 8-year-old to a 10-year-old to a 12-year-old yeah. to a... 14 year old and those annoying times where you hate your teenager you're like oh yes. i hate you I, won't, I never got to hate them i never got to do that which is bad well, not good i remember one of the first things when i got in touch with christian like you know the biggest thing that he wanted me to do was what? get mad at him what i don't know why he kept saying he'd call me and he'd go dad get mad at me i'm like well, get mad at you for what does his mom never get mad oh no his mom got mad then but he never you... had that father figure oh. in his life to be mad at him or to correct him. Mm-hmm. But I've never had to really... We have had a couple of discussions where I've had to direct him, but I've never been to the point well, to where... Well, he's like, an adult you know, now, so the, the yeah, conversation's I mean, going to be different. 18, so I, I gave him more more direction than I did, you know, yeah. of like, well, you're doing something really wrong. You should not be doing that. You know, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. you know? Depending on your child's age, you speak to them at their level. <clears throat> yeah. Well... Yeah. I will tell you that um, I see you with Carter and because I know you didn't have that experience with any of your children. And even in the beginning, I would ask you, I'm like, 
like just when we were dating, um, like, oh, Carter came to me with this today. And I'm like, what do you think? And I'd ask you. And your first response would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you had, know. You had no fatherly advice to give me. I was just like, okay, okay, no. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. <laughs> and you know where my brain would constantly go? What was my experience when I was that age? Like, that's where my head goes f- yeah. r- immediately. What did I feel like when I was in that age? Or what uh-huh. was I, what were my emotions when I was in a teenager? And that, and I don't remember those but you days know, like to that point. I know. I mean, I, I still remember mine. <laughs> but I, I have but a horrible I, memory. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> but I've seen you in the way you talk with him, like now that we're married and you live here and like, you know, you have conversations with him. He'll come to us with problems. Yeah. And sometimes I don't have the answers. I'm like, parents don't always have the right answers. Um, but you give him some really good, solid advice. And the last time he had an issue, we remember we were on the sofa and like, I was saying the exact same thing, but he didn't take it from me. And then you say it in a different, you know, different mm-hmm. words, different verbiage, but the exact same thing I said. And he's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mom fail. I'm like, wow. No, it's not a mom wow, fail. But my See, point. But I think that's the thing. But There's that's a my difference point is between... that you're good at it mother and father and what there is that person inputs mm-hmm. you know and i love the fact that he has a father that is there for him he and, does you know because that makes a huge difference he I has mean, that that's something that I. he I'm has like, three parents because yeah. you know you're a bonus parent yeah and and i and i think he values all of the relationships like all of his parents you know me you and his dad which is nice because and I've talked to him like he does come to me and you and then he also talks to his dad about the same stuff. And for the most part, all three of us tell him the exact same thing. And that's that's so, I, that's got to be very impactful, you know. Yeah. Be good, so. But yes, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you, boo. I've heard you talk to him. Yeah. It's been great. And you will be teaching <clears throat> him how to drive. I, I refuse. Yeah. That's not me. I refuse too. <laughs> If you this woman's help, in the back seat, oh my god! You gosh. and his dad can help teach him because I, yeah. I just, oh no, it just scares me. <laughs> Every yeah. time we're in the in the in like coming up to the house, he's like, "Mom, can I drive?" And I'm like, "No, not today. I am running out of excuses." <laughs> I'm like, "I have to pee. I'm hungry. I gotta do this. I have." Ugh. I think we just need to take him out one of these days and let him go out and do stuff. We'll have to do that. Yeah. But anyways, back to where we were kind of talking earlier. I think. Not, I think. Moving I on know, apology. I know that I have forgiven because mm-hmm. that's a heart issue for me yeah. and for anybody that's walking around in unforgiveness. And if you're walking around in unforgiveness, that's what it is. That that was the saying that I was trying to say earlier. If you're walking in unforgiveness and you think that you know you're holding that grudge against that person. And, and you're needing what they have or you're expecting something from them to make you feel better. I don't believe that will ever, even if I was to get a, an apology from her, I don't think it would have ever made me feel like, oh, okay, this is now, that's what I needed. Ah, feels so good. Yeah. You know, it was, I had to choose to ask for forgiveness. And this wasn't something that happened like, oh God, you know, help me forgive this person because I really hate her and I don't like her and blah, 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 blah. And in Jesus' name, amen. Ah, you know, I felt good. That's not what happened. I had to ask for like two years of saying, God, 
I don't know how to forgive in this way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to let go of these things. Yeah. I don't know how to let go of the hurt. I don't know how to let go of the disappointment. But I know you're God. Yeah. And he is a God of restoration. And you can heal my heart. And he did. Like, mm-hmm. it took time to get to that point. But he did. And then there was one day where I remember I something came up. I was... It was a it was something that would typically make me upset and bring me back to that feeling like, oh, I hate her, you know, I can't go there. And and I remember just being like, hmm, that's sad. And I didn't catch it right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after, um, I remember talking to someone in uh, that person I used to talk to, uh, I would that she would always bring up that part of my life and we would just and I remember I just like you know I I don't remember the conversation but I didn't get into that bickering and nagging or complaining or trying to put this person down yeah and I remember while that person was talking it looked so nasty the stuff that was coming out familiar well, the words that were just coming out, like I I understood what I was doing. Like I'm like oh. I was doing that. Yeah. I was saying that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I used to walk around thinking that I always had to justify that I'm not the person that she's making me out to be. And then it got to the point where that just clicked. And I never tried to convince anybody. Like if they thought that that was Isn't the type there of person, peace and freedom in that. It, like, there is so much peace and freedom. It's I remember a lot of work to try to convince everybody you're someone you're not. Yeah. So just don't. Yeah. And and when that forgiveness came, and when when God gave me forgiveness for me, mm-hmm. and I released it, like seeing her, like she's still doing the same thing today. Yeah. But which is sad. I don't let it affect my peace. Right. It hurts me when it affects my son. Yeah. But I have peace still. I just get angry at the fact that I don't get to have those experiences. There's certain things that come up and of course I guess that that hurts my heart still. Yeah. But um I'm yeah. so proud of you. You've come That's a, where I'm at. You have come a very long way. Yeah. And I am very proud of you. I love you. <laughs> stop. Can we just? We need, no, we, we're stop done. it. We're done. We need to go. <clears throat> I need to love you now. <laughs> no, actually, we actually are running out of time. But uh, was there anything else you'd like to share? <laughs> um. Yeah, just on forgiveness. I mean, we all have been there. We all have been betrayed. Yes. We've all felt like we've been wronged. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to hold on to that. You don't have to carry it with you because I felt like I carried it around for so long. And thank God it didn't get me to the point to where I got sick. Yeah. But I've seen that happen to people. Yes. When you carry and, all that burden, you shouldn't be carrying yeah, it. Yeah, because it's not clean it's not pure and then you know one of the things that 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 really helped me i think get to that point and it was a scripture that i really clung to i don't remember the the where it's at in the bible but it it, it always talked about only speak of things that are good only 
Um, God, I can't remember it right now. But just everything that comes out of your mouth, just let it be let it be glorifying. Let it be purifying. Let it be, you know, speak life. Me saying I'm digging a grave, of course, that's kind of joking in a sense. But you asked if that's something I would be hurt towards. No, I wouldn't. But I'm not being spiteful towards it and being like, oh, I wish this person, you know, I don't, I really don't, I, I really don't believe that I would find joy in that because of the fact that I know that my son, my daughter, and my youngest son love her mm-hmm. as their mother, which they should. And I, I continue to, to tell my son, respect your mom. I never talk bad about her yeah. in front of him. This is probably the most that I've ever done in, well, in he's not any here. to anybody, but you know, <laughs> kind of doing it jokingly, but there's so much forgiveness when you can release what someone has done to you and you can't do it on your own. I know you, there's people that try to yeah. make it happen on their own, but it's something that you have to ask God to allow you to release that. Let, and you might have, I had to do it for a long time. It wasn't every day, but there was overnight. There was times that things would come up and I would get upset and I'm like, God, huh. Sometimes it takes longer than two years. Yeah. Every time I look at a bank statement, every time I'd get a letter from the court, every time I'd get a letter from um, CYFD saying you can't see your children, every time I'd, I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that just would fuel, fuel, fuel stuff. And it got to a point, I couldn't even drive by the courthouses. I, I, I used, if I had to go like Lomas or just in that area, mm-hmm. I would take a detour just so I wouldn't drive to, by the courthouse. It used to affect me so much. Wow. But until I got forgiveness and freedom from that, it was huge. So. Well, I'm glad you got that. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to be, but <laughs> this is an interesting podcast, so. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in once again this week to Turning the Page with Jer. And Jell. Don't forget to like and subscribe on our social media platforms. We are on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter now, and TikTok. And we'd love to hear from you.